0: Welcome back to Before You Were Born, the tale of our planet's glorious history. I'm Harry, and with me, as always, is... Nash, back with a vengeance. Harry, we're here. Episode
1: three. Dude, we made it. I'm so, so pleased. Third I'd like time to thank my mum and
0: dad for helping me get here. Literally, they gave me a lift in. It was fantastic. Never happened before.
1: You know, I was just thinking, when are we going to get to the point where we have to stop congratulating ourselves for making it back each week? <laughs> I'm going to say it's next week, but yeah. this is going to be no, one this of a- week. We're still happy that we're here. <laughs> um, this, this week is still a good episode. <laughs>
0: this week we travel back to the 13th to the 19th of March. Big things have happened. A lot in store, and Nash, I'm excited. Harry, I'm so excited. What have you got on the cards this week? So I've got something pretty big and it's a prediction about the future in the past. I know, it's a bit of inception. Wow. But it's a prediction that happened in the past that dictated the future. As most predictions do. As most predictions do. <laughs> and we're even gonna get an expert <laughs> Turns in- Turns out that in the past, Predictions work the same way as they do in the present. (laughs) I predicted that. (laughs) Um, So we're going to get an expert in the field to tell us a bit about how fortune telling works. Oh, a meteorologist. Uh, no, a fortune teller or a psychic. Oh. So it should be quite exciting. Um, but Nash, what
1: do you have in store? On this day, the 17th president of the United States, Andrew Johnson, Mm -hmm. his impeachment trial is brought before the U.S. Senate. Cue the intro. I have a seat. Good evening and welcome to television.
0: One small step for man, one giant leap for man. Let's go back to a time before you were born. Love that intro. Makes me smile every time I hear it. You know what you're saying there when
1: you say that. You're saying what? you love the sound of your own voice. That's what you're saying.
0: Uh, that is correct. Um, now, <laughs> if you've missed an episode of Before You are Born, do not fear. Just go onto the old iTunes or SoundCloud. Type in on the old keyboard, Before You Were Born. Yeah. And you'll see a picture of our ugly mugs, on the symbol there. And then you just press, you press play. You have a listen, mm-hmm. and then you tell all your friends about it because it's so great. Yeah, That's what you do. Leave us a comment,
1: like, share, subscribe. That would be tremendous. Tanda um, tanda.
0: Also on Facebook, you can find us, Harry and Nash. But enough of the plugging. Let's get down to business. Mm. 13th of March to the 19th of March. Let's see what we've got in store right after this.
1: Welcome back to Before You are Born. Harry and Nash with you here. Now, Harry, I see great things ahead in this next segment. Great things. Do you see them too?
0: I do. I see into the future. I have some fortune telling things that I'm going to do. Cool. I'm just going to let everyone know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about fortune telling and rather seeing into the future right. about important events that are going to happen. Now I'm going to do something a bit different. I'm actually going to start on the 15th of February. I know, not this week in history.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, like that's nuts. But that's this a bit is off.
0: this is where we start with a young person called Spernia. So, let's go back to 44 BCE, where Spernia... Spernia. Spernia, right? Yeah. Was the horospex at the time. Oh. You know horospex, right? They're, they're you know, religious officials who interpret omens.
1: So, is that, would that be like where horoscopes would come from? Horospex, horoscopes? Is that- I
0: think so. I mean, it was from 44 BCE, so chances are, yes. Yes. I'm going to go with yes. So, <laughs> anyway, Spernia is quite important. Okay, on the 15th of February, that's when starts the festival of Lupercalia. Okay. Now, this is a Roman festival in the time of the great Julius Caesar. Right. Do you know Julius Caesar? He's he's kind of important to this whole story.
1: Yeah, he's the guy who came up with the salad dressing, wasn't he? Um,
0: I mean, he is credited for that. But, but no, Julius Caesar, he, he kind of changed the entire... You know, Roman Empire. He made it what we know in history to be one of the greatest empires to ever roam the land. <laughs> like what I did there?
1: Unintended.
0: So he changed pretty much everything from the calendar to actually quite a similar calendar that we have today to having his, a face on coins. And also, he had quite a few enemies Wait, as so well. So Caesar
1: was the first dude who thought, you know what? I'm sick of passing around gold that doesn't have my face on it. So he's like, all right, I'm going to
0: chuck my face on this piece of gold. Look, he may not have been the first, but he definitely wasn't the last. That is how I will answer that question. <laughs> um, anyway, so in the time of Julius Caesar, we're talking 44 BCE, the 15th of February, yeah. starts this festival, right? Okay. It's a very exciting festival, all about spirits and purifying the city, and everyone's really happy, and it's, it's great, right? But something bad happens. Caesar sacrifices a bull. As you do normally in this festival, and it's meant to be some great affair, but Spernia, he, he has a little look-see at the inside of the bull. Right. There's no heart in the bull. They've sacrificed a bull without a heart. This is a bad omen. If you okay. saw an animal without a heart, you'd be worried. I'm worried. I'm worried even thinking about an animal without a heart, let alone seeing an animal without a heart. Okay. okay. So this is this is a bad start to the festival. It would be pretty
1: terrible for these uh, Romans to go out and you know encounter a jellyfish or something or, or a worm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like they would have been so I think, petrified. I think, I
0: think they sacrificed bigger animals just to make sure that they've got like a brain and a heart and a liver. So the other bad thing that happened was they sacrificed another animal just to make sure that, you know, sacrifices were all good. Animal had a malformed liver. Ooh. Things are not starting out well, and Spernia he double whammy for Caesar there. Yeah, so he turns to Caesar and he says, "Caesar, mate, this month it's a bad month. You should be safe. Don't don't drink and drive. Like you know, <laughs> get the kids to go to the grandparents because you've got to go in hiding. Like this is a bad month for you." And Caesar's like, "Hell, I have a gold throne. I am the bloody king of the Roman Empire. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna touch me."
1: You know what's crazy about being the head of the Roman Empire? What you are the most powerful person in the world. He's a big deal. At
0: this time in the world, he is the
1: biggest deal. Like in the known universe, you are it. Yeah, it's 100% true. I mean, there's the gods above you, but like, you know, in the world. Still,
0: anyway, so Julius is like, you know what, I'm chilled. So this omen will last for 30 days. Julius, he's like, nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. And all is well until the 15th of March. It's the last day of the omen. Okay. So bad things are going to happen up until this day. And after this day, 16th of March, he can go to whatever he wants. He can do skydiving. He'll be fine. Although skydiving in 44 BC probably wasn't so safe because they didn't have planes. So they'd probably just jump off a cliff, Um, which probably... Anyway, I digress. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) So he he starts off his day as he normally does, not worrying about anything. His wife is begging him. Copernica. She's begging him to stay home. She's saying, please... You're going to die today. Bad things are going to happen. Don't, don't do this. He's like, listen, it's fine. I'm chilled. Honey, Everyone's chilled. Don't worry about it. So he goes out and he starts a day. He does a sacrifice and he goes, he sees Spernia and he's like, Spernia, what do you got for me, mate? Your omen? It's nothing. Spernia says the right. day is not yet over. Oh, okay. He knows yeah. there's still time. Yeah. Hell, it's only 10 a.m. in the morning and they've only done one sacrifice. There is a long time until that night four to the beautiful 16th of March. There is ages, right? So that was the first sign that maybe Caesar should have stayed in- indoors that day. You know, played a bit of wee sport. Not gone outside. I don't know, twisted with the right. fam. Okay. So he addresses the people, says, hi, everyone. How's it going? And as he's addressing the people, there's a massive crowd And someone in that crowd has a parchment and he runs through the crowd and he's pushing people out the way. Anyway, he's getting to the front of the line and he gets it and he hands Caesar the parchment. Written on this parchment is a plot and the plot is for the death of Caesar. It's written here and he's got it in his hand, but he doesn't have time to open it. No, Caesar has to go to his first meeting. He doesn't have the time to have a look at this parchment from this lovely person that has given him what is to be so he the plot for he, his death. he
1: potentially had a warning. He had so many warning but signs. But he was like, nah, bro, I'm too busy.
0: He's like, I got no time. I mean, but really, if you'd spared the five minutes, he'd be alive to today. So everyone knows that if you're <laughs> Caesar, you live for eternity. So that's how it works. So ironically... In Shakespeare's adaption of Julius Caesar, the very well-known play, yeah. it is thought that Spernia is that person that shouts out in the crowd, beware the Ides of March. That never happened. All right? S- Shakespeare took a bit of, you know... A bit of poetic license. Poetic, exactly. And he pretended that happened because it sounds good. But really, there was someone that handed him a parchment that he didn't have time to read. So the
1: moment in the play, beware the Ides of March, that moment when they're like, oi, It's look a out. climax. Climax so that, of the play, that all made up. But it's sort of drawn from this handing over of the parchment and, from this and, random kid. And who drawn, was this kid?
0: I don't know. Some random person that was a friend of Caesar that wanted to let him know. It was actually a slave that was delivering the message. So just some nobody. So the slave wasn't important, but it came from somebody. It came from someone important, right? So we don't know who that is. No idea. Anyway, so Caesar goes forward. He's on his merry way. And then he steps into the meeting and he's like, hey, fellas, how's it going? Senate looks good today. And then all the senators stab him 23 times, and he dies. Right. Caesar is dead. The, you know, the king of Rome is dead. But what we learn from this, it's very simple. Beware the Ides of March. Beware of the 15th of March, because you should listen to your fortune. Is that what we learn? I think that's what we learn. <laughs> let's, not, let's not look at all his enemies, but rather <laughs> think that you should trust no one, and everyone could stab you when you go into the Senate. That's what I think we should take from this. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not about to jump onto any sort of political bandwagon and, and run for the, the office of, of anything. Or That's good.
0: That means you team, don't so. need a 30-day warning that you're going to die. But it would be nice to know. And it kind of got me thinking a bit about predictions and some that have gone really well and some not so well. So, Nash, I thought right after okay. this, let's go through some predictions that... That were true and some that were horribly bad. And then after that, we're going to speak to a real live fortune teller. He's going to tell us a bit about our future. So stay tuned for that. Sounds legitimate. Welcome back to Before You Were Born, and we're speaking about predictions. It's very exciting, because some of these have come true, some of these not so true. Julius Caesar, it was predicted that he was going to die, and he did. Stabbed 23 times by his nearest and dearest. Now let's have a look back in time, and some of these predictions. Let's go back to 1909. 1909. Nikola Tesla. Heard of him? Yes, indeed. So he predicted that Wi-Fi and mobile phones would occur. This is... Literally 80 years before it was going to happen. So
1: what was he just, he just he woke up one day and he's like, you know what? All this, all these cables, we're
0: going to do something about this. He Excuse said, to, we're going to get rid of him. Pretty much. He said to the New York times, it will soon be impossible to transmit wireless messages all over the world, which is true. I mean, not so soon in time. It still took 80 years, but I mean, that definitely happened. Mm. Let's go back to 1865. Jules Verne imagined a man on the moon. Guess what? It happened in Hollywood. 1969, man landed on the moon. All these things. Are you a moon
1: truther, Harry? Well. Are you a moon truther?
0: Look, maybe we'll have to talk about that when man landed on the moon, but it's (laughs) possible. You've been listening to InfoWars. I have. Um, But there's also some that went terribly wrong. Decca Records. Ever heard of them? Decca Records? Yeah. No. You probably haven't. This is what they said about a famous band. They said, they have no future in show business, so they didn't sign them to their labels. This was in 1962. Can you guess which band that Ooh, was? Let me guess. Uh, maybe The Beatles? It was The Beatles, so they were sweet, turned down because they thought that they were never going to make anything.
1: Yeah, about the dude who... Uh,
0: the fifth member of The
1: Beatles? Well, not the fifth member of The Beatles, but the guy that Ringo replaced. Yeah. Is that, is that what you meant?
0: Yeah. Like, oh man, like, wouldn't you be just. Dis- You'd be kicking yourself. You'd be so upset. You should have predicted that better. It's at some point you've got to realize hey, I probably took the wrong turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And of course, the most notable prediction that was made many, many thousands of years ago, which didn't happen even slightly, was on the 21st of December, 2012. That's right. The end of the Mayan calendar, which was meant to be the end of the world. I don't know about you, but I had a very lovely day on the 21st of December. I had a horrible time. Really? I had a terrible day. You know why? Why? Because I was
1: prepping. I was a doomsday prepper. Oh, I was saying my goodbyes. I sold half of my shit on eBay. It was
0: terrible. This is where you should have spoken to a fortune teller who could have told you that was all wrong. Now all these predictions were important. Some of them worked and some of them were horribly wrong. Julius Caesar's death, for example, predicted a month in advance. How though? How did this happen? How can we possibly even know the future? Welcome back to Before You Were Born. I'm here with the real live fortune teller. Now, Nash couldn't be here because this is my interview. I want to know my future. This fortune teller, as the name suggests, can predict the future. Now, there are so many questions that I want to ask you, but maybe we should start with a brief introduction. Um, Of course, for all of you listening at home, this is Matthew Gregg III, Magic 8 for short, and she is a bearer of all predictions and knowledge. Now, let's start off easy. Just an easy question for you to get the ball rolling. Now, have I had a good day? It is certain. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that I've had a good day. Now, I'm pretty hungry. Would I enjoy a pastrami sandwich?
1: As I see it, yes.
0: Okay, good, we're rolling well. I've had a good day, gonna have a pastrami sandwich. Now, I once lost my brother in Questacon. This was about eight years ago. I've seen him multiple times since, but do you think I'll ever lose him in Questacon again?
1: Better not tell
0: you now. You better not tell me now if I'm going to lose my brother in Questacon? Okay, why don't I try that question again and maybe you can give me an answer that is, is better perhaps. Okay, so I lost my brother at Questacon. Will I ever lose him again?
1: Outlook not so good.
0: Okay, worrying. So I might lose my brother, but at least I got a pastrami sandwich. Now let's do some of the big ones. Will I find true love?
1: Concentrate and ask again.
0: Um, alright, let me, let me try it again. Okay, I'm gonna ask it again. Will I find my one and only baby doll, my one and only true love?
1: My reply is no.
0: Okay, thanks, you just ruined my hopes and dreams. Still riding on that pastrami sandwich. Hopefully a bit of good will come for this. So far, my outlook in life not look, looking good. I'm losing my brother, not finding true love. Now this is the clincher for me. Will I be filthy dirty rich? as I see it, yes. Okay, this is good, I can work with that. Um, Thank you so much Magic 8 for a riveting prediction. Now for all of you that maybe haven't picked it up yet, I of course was asking the the knowledge base that is the Magic 8 Ball. Of course you can find a Magic 8 Ball online or buy it at your shops and it will tell you all about future as I know now. Let's do a bit of a recap. So I'm gonna be filthy rich, not find my one true love, lose my brother, but at least I've got a pastrami sandwich. Welcome back to Before You Were Born. Nash, we just had a bit of a chat about Caesar and his predictions, or rather the predictions about Caesar. Mm. But now let's head over to your topic. You know
1: what's funny about this actually, Harry?
0: What? Is that we're going from one food
1: kind of related piece of history to another one. So we're going from <laughs> we're going from Caesar. To impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: that, Probably one of the dumbest Oy. things you've said, but probably
1: one of the most astute as Oy. well. Okay, so I've got to migrate. This is all I can do. <laughs> all right, so um, the day is March the 13th. The year is 1868. Okay. And,
0: and what happens
1: on well, this day? Well, on this day, the 17th President of the United States, Andrew Johnson, mm-hmm. his impeachment trial is brought before the US Senate. That's massive. It would be even more huge if I knew what
0: impeachment was.
1: (laughs) Well, I I don't think you're alone, Harry. Lots of us think that impeachment means you've been kicked out. If you're the president, you become impeached, you've been booted out. But no, no, that's actually not what it is. Impeachment essentially just means that you're having some charges brought against you by the legislator
0: right right so what charges are we speaking could they be any charges like electrical charges or primarily about breaking the law
1: well look the utilities is usually taken care of by the taxpayer so you don't have to think about that too hard (laughs) but (laughs) 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 however there are some impeachments of presidents that are politically motivated like this one okay okay so there's actually only ever been three impeachments of, of presidents in the United States. You know which presidents they are? So you've got Johnson, who, yeah. who are the other two?
0: Nixon. Nixon, yeah. He'd be one. And um, Alfred Deacon <laughs> this is my final guess. Yeah, he was the imposter. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, also the <laughs> a Russian was, spy. Uh, Bill, Bill Clinton, right? Oh. Yeah. Because of the Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. Obstructions no of way. justice and, you know, full line and whatnot. I'm,
0: yeah. I'm actually amazed at how much I am learning right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, so but why, actually, why did
1: Andrew get impeached? So Andrew got impeached... I should clarify, actually. So Nixon actually didn't—he didn't get fully impeached, right? He but did, what he didn't, yeah. But he actually ended up resigning before he actually went to the See, Senate. That yeah. sucks. He should have He's been a impeached. a slippery gypsy, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> so what did Johnson do to actually get impeached in the first place? Well, let me take you back. Let me take you back. So it's the end of the
0: Civil War. Okay. Okay. I'm picturing it now. Lots of dead buddies. Not very happy a times. Of,
1: dude, a lot of dead bodies. A yeah. lot of dead bodies. 700,000. The US faced more casualties in the Civil War than they did in World War I, II, uh, the Vietnam War, the Iraq War, and the Afghanistan Wars combined, right?
0: Okay, so it's it's a big
1: deal. It was huge. So, Lincoln is the president at the time, mm-hmm. and Johnson is his vice president. Now, here's a question. What political party do you think Lincoln was a part of? So... My- are they Republicans or the Democrats? So, obviously, my first thought is Democrat, but I'm going to say Republican. You're right. Now, most people would say Democrats because Makes sense. you'd think the Democrats are left leaning and they're more in line with like championing the rights of black citizens. But actually, <laughs> actually, it was the Republicans, oh, right? Oh, wow. The Republicans in the northern states were championing. to free the slaves and have civil rights. How different it is now. Now the Republicans are primarily in the South. Now, here the plot thickens even further is because Johnson, as Lincoln's vice president, was Mm -hmm. actually a Democrat.
0: So you've got a Democrat vice president of a Republican president who is actually secretly a Democrat because... (laughs) Because he likes black people. (laughs) He's Democratic. (laughs) Okay. I know, right? Explain to me more. How
1: crazy is that? You'd never, ever... Can you imagine if, um, say, Mike
0: Pence was Obama's running mate? Can you imagine that? That's no, no but imagine. Imagine if Bernie Sanders was Donald Trump's running mate. What a better world would be, in if he got impeached. Oh my goodness, that'd be ridiculous. (laughs) That'd be absolutely ridiculous. So
1: yeah, it's this really interesting situation here. Mm -hmm. So. Andrew Johnson has come from the southern states. He's come from Tennessee. He was the only senator from the southern states that didn't leave the union. Um, All the others they left when they seceded from the union. Okay. So he's vice president and then a horrible little thing happens. John Wilkes Booth comes up behind Abraham Lincoln as he's sitting watching a nice little bit of theater, shoots him in the back of the head and he's dead, right? Yeah, it's unpleasant for everyone. Very unpleasant. Ipso facto Andrew Johnson right. is now the president. New Prezi.
0: Okay, so... Reckon conspiracy... We're not going to go into this, but yeah, I just want to ask. Yeah. Did he have something to do with the assassination?
1: No. I would say no, because what I know about this is after Johnson got elected, right, he gave this long-winded, ridiculous speech, and he kind of embarrassed himself, and he went into <laughs> hiding for six
0: weeks, essentially. Uh, so, right. I don't know.
1: Well, actually, maybe he did.
0: Okay, so, look. When we get to conspiracies, we've now got two to speak about, but let's let's just maybe. It's
1: like to clear his name, we decided, okay, we need to get uh Lincoln assassinated and then I'll become president. Smart. So here's Johnson. He is a Southern Democrat in the White House as the president, yeah. right? Now, he actually isn't doesn't get along so well with the likely Republican Congress at the time. Kind of as makes, you can imagine. Kind of makes sense. Right? In the Republican Congress, there were lots of what were called radical Republicans who actually were wanting to you know, restore not only civil liberties back to Black people, but also take land rights from Southern landowners and give them to Black people. So it was really radical, right? I think I like them. These reparations. To <laughs> <gonna> be honest, <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Real radical. Well, oh, it's a very touchy subject for the people in the United States. So the Congress is trying to pass all this stuff, and Johnson, because he's a Southerner, he's vetoing stuff and he's causing all these tensions. And the Congress is like, man, we're not really liking this Johnson, dude. Crucially, Congress passes this one bill. Right. The Tenure of Office
0: Act. Oh, I know this one. Do you? No. No. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So often you pause. I'm like, do you want me to respond? I don't know this. You've done the research on this. I'm just doing
1: dramatic pauses here, man. (laughs) I don't know. So Congress passes this bill, the Tenure of Office Act. So this sort of guarantees that members of the Cabinet can't be kicked out of the cabinet without the Senate's approval. Right. Okay? Now, Johnson doesn't like this, okay? He's like, screw your tenure of office, act. So he decides that he's going to fire whoever he wants. And who's he going to fire? He's going to fire this guy, this Republican, a radical Republican, this guy who wants to give civil liberties back to black people and actually take land and give it from white people back to black people. How dare he? His name is Edward Stanton, and he is the Secretary of War. And Johnson is not a fan of him, so he fires him. As he can do, as president of the old United States. But that act, by firing, by firing Edward Stanton, he is breaking a law, right? This political law. And that is grounds to impeach the president. Right. So literally because he fired one person, he's now... He's done. He's done. He's done. You know what? So Donald Trump should really watch out. He's used to firing (laughs) a lot of people,
0: right? You're fired, you're fired, you're fired. I don't know it could be so pitch, be were, people, were people annoyed Because You know Old Eddie Right He he got fired And they were unhappy with that Like what did Eddie do That sparked I guess The revolution against
1: Johnson It wasn't so much That Edward sparked A revolution against Johnson It's that they had Opposing ideologies And uh, I think I think Johnson Just wanted to make An example out of him Either way, he ended up (laughs) he ended up on the wrong side of history, man. Like he's fighting this guy who wants to give civil liberties back to black people. Like, come on, Uh, man. Come on, bro. So anyway, Johnson gets impeached, which means he has charges brought against him and he's tried in front of the Senate on March thirteenth, eighteen sixty nine. Okay, so here we go the date. Now this is surprising. The case actually doesn't last that long, it only lasts a couple of weeks, right? Which is short for a case. It's super short, especially for impeaching, you know, the leader of <laughs> a nation, right? Yeah. So it doesn't last that long. And in order for Johnson to actually be impeached, for him to be kicked out of office, the Senate needs to vote in two-thirds majority, right, in okay. favour of impeaching him. Johnson is saved by one vote.
0: So he's not impeached? He's not impeached. He gets out by the skin of his teeth. One vote. One vote. Oh, my good! And that's more than a majority, that's, that's you know, that's like 64% of people in the Senate don't yep. want him there. Yeah. It's it's one vote. Can you can you imagine if you were
1: Stanton and you were like, oh, man, this is crazy. I'm about to lose my job here, but
0: it's okay. He's going to get kicked out.
1: Like, <laughs> which one are you bastards? Which one is?
0: <laughs> one vote. It's like when you pick on that bully and you think, oh, the bully's never going to fight me back, and then you've accidentally, like... Hit him with your lunchbox that has your name on the inside. It's like, huh, oh, so Nasha, this is the address of where you live. Interesting. <laughs>
1: I'm coming for you, man. I'm coming for you. <laughs> so Johnson, he gets impeached, but he keeps his office. He keeps high office. And because this is- Because that has one been... vote. Because of that one vote. Right. Right? So it's important to know that impeachment doesn't mean you're gonna get kicked out, right? It means that you just have charges brought against you. That makes no sense to me. The only president who's been who's left office as a result of impeachment was Nixon. And it wasn't because that he got found guilty, which he clearly was. He resigned before it went to
0: the Senate. See, this doesn't make sense to me. If you break the law, Mm. then you break the law. Whether you're the President of America or Joe Schmo on the street. You know, like... I I, I love Nixon's quote. He's like... When the president does it, it's not illegal. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, bastard! Have to tell you, Nixon. That is incorrect.
1: That's pretty like illegal.
0: So he gets impeached, but he doesn't kicked out of office. Continues being an absolute. I am gonna say D word. Dude, he goes down
1: in history as being one of the worst presidents ever. I mean, it's a little bit hard to compare him to the guy who came before him, who's heralded as one of the greatest people. Not
0: presidents, but people, people. who uh, ever lived. I mean, <laughs> free people from slavery. What's what's bad about him? You know what? Yeah. I got to say, Johnson. And, Andrew Johnson, you have not done well. No, history doesn't look funly upon you, Johnson, sadly. <laughs> no, not, sorry, not at man. all. Well, I guess the takeaway from that is that even if Trump gets impeached, he still might stick around. Ye- <laughs> yeah, sadly it is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Nash, thanks for enlightening us about that. Let's let's head to a quick break, and then after this, let's come back with some fast facts. Welcome back to Before You Were Born. We've had a jam-packed show, but you know what time it is now, Nash? It's time for some f- 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 fast facts. facts. Let's do it, Harry. Each week, we're bringing you
1: some fast facts, some cool little tidbits that you can walk away with and know that happened on this day. We
0: are indeed. But first, let's speak about Uranus. My anus? No, Uranus, the planet. William Herschel discovered it in 1781 on March 13. Ah. Oh. Quite a big discovery, I would say. Indeed, indeed. Some people say when they look at my anus, it's also a big discovery. Bazing. Yep. <laughs> 1942, March 13th, Julia Flick of the Nurse Corps becomes the first woman colonel in the US Army. Very exciting stuff. Breaking wow. down those gender divides. Loving it.
1: Very nice. Very nice.
0: Let's head to March 14, 1948. One of the funniest men ever, Billy Crystal, was born. Makes me happy because I think he's quite funny.
1: Do you know Billy Crystal was in how's uh, Flying Castle?
0: No, I had no idea. Yeah, he's the little flame. He's the little flame character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, March 15, 1965. Johnson calls for equal voting rights for African American and American citizens. Very exciting. I mean, probably should have happened, you know, three, 400 years before that, but we're happy with 1965. It's better than, I don't know, 2013. <laughs> well, if anything, that makes you think, like, geez, man, that's in living memory for some people. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's not great. Let's head to March 17th, 461. Common era Very exciting day Because a saint He dies It's sad But it's happy Because St. Patrick Dies on that day In 461 Of the common era And oh, guess what
1: We have the namesake Of St. Patrick's Day So Very begins cool. it Yeah Very cool um, Do you know why
0: You have to wear green St Patrick's Day It's because St. Patrick Was actually a leprechaun Really No I made that up completely I've and got no idea What about the pinching business That's also a leprechaun business oh, okay. All to do with leprechauns Okay They're nifty little devils you <laughs> see Easy so very uh, exciting for females around the world, Israel got its first female prime minister in 1969, Golda Meir, which was quite interesting. Mm. Um, March 18th, a well-known man, 1922, Mahatma Gandhi, he sentenced to six years in prison for civil disobedience in India, later goes on to be one of the most revolutionary p- people in India. But you know, at the time, he was a jailbird like you and me, you know, locked in that prism that we called reality. Um, And on the final day of the week, March 19, 1953, the first Academy Awards was telecasted on NBC. Um, The very first Academy Awards. The very first Academy Awards. Very exciting stuff. They definitely didn't gaff the biggest biggest picture, but they (laughs) probably didn't have any... Good pitches to gaff on? No, I guess not. Um, I don't know. and in 2003, a very controversial war, the Iraq war, begins. And that's on the 19th of March. A lot of things happened in this week in history, a lot of exciting things, but none right. as exciting as Julius Caesar's death and the impeachment of your mate. It's not my mate. Well, it could be your mate. <laughs> Andrew Johnson. Oh, I don't know. I don't think we'd get along. You know so much about him, I just assumed you guys were friends. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: I mean, okay. (laughs) I feel like there's lots of
0: people who know a lot about Kanye West, but he's not very many friends with many people. Okay, I I take what you're saying, and I agree with you. going to do something I've never done before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hold on to your horses. We're going to be right back after this. Stay tuned for a bit more of Before You Were Born. Next week, we'll be back at the same time doing fun things. Join us next week to find out a bit more about things that happened before you were born.